Welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. My name's Amy McDonald. I'm a yoga teacher, yoga student, and a yoga business coach. And I'm here to support you to share your yoga with the people in your community who really need it. So if you're an amazing yoga teacher, but you sometimes struggle with the business part of what it is that you do, you're in the right place. I hope you thoroughly enjoy everything I've got in store for you. And if you have any suggestions, questions, or ideas for future podcasts, reach out to me on Instagram at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. Amy McDonald here. Welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast for the week. This week, I had the very good fortune of hosting the yoginis who are part of my Keep Growing Mastermind. And we get together every two weeks. And to this week, I was sharing with them or challenging them really about how to uh, share their message even more broadly, how to think about new platforms like YouTube channels or their own podcasts and how to do it in a way that meant they could reach more people who really need the message that they have without feeling like they're doing a whole bunch more work. And so I thought, well, you know what, Amy, (laughs) you have been doing these recordings for years, girl. Maybe you need to follow your own advice. So I'm really excited. This is a a new thing, never done it before. Uh, thanks for being with me on the journey. Because what we're doing on this episode of the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast is delving into the back catalogue of my podcasting. So I have been doing this since before podcasts were even a thing. And for those of you who have been around for a long time, you'll know that rather than checking these recordings out on Apple Podcasts, I used to email you once a week with a dial-in code. (laughs) Yes, I'm 42 years old. And we would all get together. I would be uh, tucked up in my bed uh, truth bomb because it was 6am and I was pre, you know, still, still working my corporate job and you would all dial in from all over the world and I'd teach you something and then we'd have a bit of live Q&A at the end. And I have been doing this every week since like 2012. That's a fair bit of teaching. So today we're going to go way back, way back to one of those popular recordings, uh, which is the one about turning your triggers into your teachers. And one thing that I have kept consistent over the years of doing this is that I like to keep uh, a count on your hand steps to achieving something. So as well as teaching in this recording, turning your triggers into your greatest teachers, I got you a four-step process. Now, before I launch over to myself, uh, heads up, back in the day before podcasts were a thing, we used a thing called teleseminars. And what that means is the sound recording of me is like we're you and me on old school phone. That's going to happen. All of you people who are really looking for sharp audio, this is not your podcast, but I do think that the content is good nonetheless. So I hope that you enjoy it. If I'm selling anything in this thing, it ain't for sale anymore. I recorded this in September 2015, so it's four years old, but I'm guessing that there is still something to be learned about turning your triggers into your greatest teachers. I know that ain't a skill I've totally nailed yet. So uh, if it's helpful for me, I'm hoping that it's helpful for you too. Hey, before I launch into the training for today, as always, if you do have a topic that you would like me to cover in the Abundant Yoga Teacher podcast, I really would love to hear from you. I'm always, always, always looking for great ideas and making sure that what I'm uh, serving up to you all is in fact in service. So if you have something that you're working on, something that you're stuck on, something that you just like a bit of insight or clarity around, something that you've heard about and you're not sure what it is, something that you want to change up, do DM me on Instagram with your ideas because I would really love to hear from you. At Amy Yoga Biz Coach is my Instagram handle. And we can cover things on the podcast, anything from the business part, which is where we tend to go to, to like this week's edition, more personal development, through to things including honing your craft as a teacher. So as well as having been podcasting or Hello, calling, whatever you used to call that. For years, I've also been teaching for years and I'm blessed to have very good teachers in my lineage. So if you want a podcast on sequencing, on setting up a beginner's series, curriculum development, anything like that, uh, or in fact, as always, anything to do with your yoga business, do hit me up on Insta and let me make a podcast that is exactly what you're after. At Amy Yoga Biz Coach again is my Instagram handle. And now over to me. (laughs) 
Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's weekly wellness podcast. It's Amy McDonald here, and I'm excited to see that there is quite a bunch of us gathering uh, today to have this really important conversation. Um, as always, uh, I just it, it's, it's a gorgeous morning here for me, um, and you might hear some birds in the background, and just wanted to recognize that it's all sorts of times for everybody who's listening in, so I hope that you're either having a great day, you're about to have one, or you have if your day is coming to an end, you have had have had a lovely day. I know the women in Dubai, it's late for you. The women in Europe, it's late for you if you're listening in live. So welcome. So today we, we've got a really great topic to talk about, which is turning your triggers into your greatest teachers and discovering how I've got a, a really simple four-step process to keep you out of Dramaville, you know, when, when life kind of happens. And I'm excited to share this um, process because I've just shared it recently with the women who are working on the Path to Abundance program um, because what we were finding was that talking about money and what, how we feel about money as you know, as spiritual women was, was triggering a lot of stuff for them and it was kind of getting in the way of making progress in the program. So we, would, we devised this method to really help us use those triggers to teach us things about ourselves that we couldn't see otherwise. So that's, you know, that's the origin, that's, the, that's where this, four-step process kind of evolved from. So if you're joining, it, joining us for the first time, welcome. Like I said, I'm Amy McDonald. I'm a certified transformational wellness coach uh, and, a, and a yoga teacher, yoga practitioner, and of course, the founder of Amy McDonald Wellness. And I really specialize in helping women who are ready to turn their dream lives into their real lives. So we work on shifting negative self-belief and energy, up-leveling work, home and heart life, and creating self-care rituals and practices to support growth and change. And if you're interested in uh, learning more about working with me one-on-one -on -one in private coaching, there's a button on the webcast page that says work with me or you can check out the webpage amymcdonald.com.au forward slash coaching. So in addition to um, this kind of topic of triggers coming up in the Path to Abundance program, it's also been raised regularly with, um, with, with the women in the broader kind of Amy McDonald wellness community. And I've you know, the, a lot of you have been emailing me recently and sharing with me what it is that you're working on. And this idea of emotional triggers has been a, a, a consistent theme. So before we move into the material, I just wanted to say, you know, thank you so much for taking the time to, to send me emails. If you have, if you're one of the women who has been emailing me, I find that, um, I, I find that obviously it's very useful. It helps me make these podcasts more, uh, tailored to what it is you're working on and to, to be of greater service. So that's fantastic. And I'm also really honoured that you take the time uh, and and you are so candid in sharing with me what it is that you're working on. So know that I read all of your emails when you send them in and I absolutely don't take those for granted. And uh, even if we don't end up working together one-on-one -on -one or in, in one of my programs, I just wanted to Send you uh, metta, send you love, know that I'm thinking about you and wish you the very best with whatever it is that, that you've been working on. So, uh, like I said, I'll be sharing um, this, this four-step really simple process that, that, that we've come up with that, that helps me. I mean, I use it all the time. It really helps me slice through drama when I'm triggered. In fact, this ha I used it last night riding home. Um, I'll tell you more about that later. Uh, and, and we've been drawing on it um, with the women in the Path to Abundance program, really helping them slice through all of the all of the stuff that's coming up when we keep pressing, intentionally pressing that emotional trigger about what money means for us. So we'll go through that process and how that works. We'll talk about what emotional triggers are. And then at the end, we'll finish up by taking some, there'll be some Q&A. So if there's anything about the topic that you'd like me to cover, uh, or indeed if there's any other um, if there's any other transformational coaching questions that you have, that's your opportunity to have some laser coaching with me uh, on online. Um, so that's available for you as well. Okay, so as always, before we get right into the conversation proper, I'd like us to take a pause, to take a moment to come into stillness, to open this circle with uh, more intention, greater intention, to recognize that we're taking a pause from life and now and this content. So if it's safe for you to do so, please come to a comfortable seated shape where you can let the pelvis legs feet get heavy. So if you're sitting in a chair, make sure that your feet are firmly planted on the ground. If you're sitting 
on the floor in some kind of meditation shape, just settling into that a little more fully. If you're multitasking, if you're doing something else while you're listening, please try and come back just for a moment to single tasking. And if you're driving at the moment, just <laughs> stay focused on the driving. <laughs> do not close your eyes. If you're not driving and it's safe for you to do so, gently close your eyes and let's just take a few deep breaths together. When I'm teaching a yoga class or a retreat meditation practice, we always take these moments at the beginning at the end of the practice to pause and come into stillness as a way of, as a circuit breaker, as a way of recognizing that we're intentionally crafting some self-care space. We're intentionally taking time for ourselves. And this pause helps us recognize that commitment, that investment of time, and express gratitude for ourselves for, for creating that, for eking it out in what can be busy, a busy life. Just breathing with the full body, knowing that you're in the perfect place, and that everything that you have before you, or everything that's come already today, it will be there once our time together is finished. And allowing yourself to have this spaciousness to dive into some really useful material that's going to serve you in life. Okay, so gently now, coming back to your natural breath rhythm, opening your eyes, let's get into the material. So let's start with talking about what are emotional triggers exactly. You know, emotional triggers, they consist of thoughts, of feelings, and events that kind of trigger an automatic response from us. So we use this word trigger because it's important because it, it signifies the idea of some kind of a reaction that happens naturally. So we, you know, if we're, if we're um, caught up in, in the goings on of life, something can happen and we feel like we're, we react to it automatically. We're, we're emotionally triggered and that just happens straight away without, um, you know, we, we have no kind of choice in that situation. We just respond in that way. And so what I'm keen for us to set as a foundation for this work is the understanding that, in fact, our emotional reaction is, is, is voluntary. It's never involuntary. In that moment when it happens, we always have a choice in how we choose to respond. The difficulty, of course, is that... Um, when emotional triggers are really strong, we're so captivated in what it is that's going on that we don't recognize in that moment that in fact we have a choice, that we just go straight into our pre-programmed reaction, our, our emotional response. And this is what creates the emotional trigger. So, you know, if you think about, um, if you think about some really easy examples, I know um, I have an emotional trigger with uh, certain like a breakup album, right? I don't know if you, I'm presuming we're all women here. I'm presuming that you have like a breakup song or a breakup album. This is showing my age. I just remember um, <laughs> pop culture reference coming to FYI, be, be warned. I remember when Dylan broke up with Brenda, right? So if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about Beverly Hills 90210, the first time it was there, right? I lived for this show. I was in high school. It was like, oh, my God, imagine being Brenda and Brandon. It would be awesome. Anyway, so when Dylan broke up with Brenda and she just, like, listened to R.E.M.'s Losing My Religion again and again and again. And, in fact, I think it was, like, on cassette. You know, that's how old I'm talking about. But here's an emotional trigger, a, a classic one. A song comes on the radio and, boom, you're triggered because it takes you back to a certain situation. Um the trigger that happened for me last night, I t teach yoga on a Monday night, so it's Tuesday here. For <laughs> it's already Tuesday in Australia. Um, so I teach yoga. I don't have a car and I ride my bike. And last night, we're, we're coming from winter into spring, which means that it's really windy here, like kind of chaotic wind too, sort of there's leaves blowing everywhere, it's dust whirling up, you know, willy-willies in the road, all of this sort of stuff really windy. So I'm riding home at night. I'm feeling kind of tired. It's been a really long day. And I'm riding up a steep hill into a headwind. And I'm just getting pissed off. You know, I'm just getting riled up. I'm so angry. I'm gripping the handlebars. I'm kind of pumping at the pedals. And then, of course, I had that moment of going, oh, my God, this, this, this weather is so 
totally triggering me. I'm totally being emotionally triggered. And if I, you know, I had to laugh at myself. How absurd. Okay, it's windy, but Amy, you can choose right now how you want to react to this situation. And getting angry is not serving you. So here's another example. In songs, the way that people, maybe your partner does a thing. Maybe you know they've got a thing that kind of always gets you or the kids have a thing that always kind of gets you. These are what emotional triggers are. I'm sure you've experienced them. And that's why you're tuning in. So, you know, we all, we all have them. It's, it's a way that, that, can, that can take us uh, out of alignment, that can take us into a spin of fear or anxiety, some kind of emotional response, anger like I had, um, sadness like Brenda had listening to, listening to that song when she's going through a breakup. So the sorts of things that can trigger us, I'm going to read this list out because they're fundamental and I just wanted to make, to normalize them and make us as a community accept that when these triggers happen to us, it's really normal and okay, that you're not somehow spiritually deficient because you can be emotionally triggered. In fact, I suggest if we weren't emotionally triggered, then that would be because we weren't in touch with our feelings in the first place. And having emotional upwellings is really important and part of an embodied practice. So just notice if any of the things in this list that I'm going to read out uh, trigger you. Because once we identify what our, what our go-to triggers are, that's when we can start to do the healing work. We've got to figure out where, what they are first. What are my common triggers? What do I know generally is going to press my button? Once I get that knowledge, I've, I've got the first really critical piece that I need to start making change. So maybe you're triggered by someone rejecting you. That's classic. You know, I think, I think that's, that's probably universal, that one. Someone leaving you or threatening that they'll leave you. Helplessness over painful situations. That one's a good one for me. Um, injustice. That one always triggers me. Um, someone ignoring you or discounting your opinion. Someone being unavailable to you, being too busy or dismissing your concerns. Um, someone giving you a disapproving look. You know, they, that can even be a stranger. You know, someone that you don't even know can give you a disapproving look and that can press your self-worth trigger and send you off into Dramaville. Uh, someone blaming or shaming you, that one's really common. And that one, um, if, if that's something that you've grown up with, blaming or shaming, then, you know, that one can be a deep uh, neural pathway that, that, that can take some work to resolve, but it's, it's, it's possible. Um, someone being too busy to make time for you, someone not appearing to be happy to see you, that can trigger you, you know, someone dismissing you when you see them. Um, someone being needy with you. Maybe, you know, emotionally needy, materially needy, sexually needy. Someone being needy with you might trigger you. Someone trying to control you or tell you what to do. Um, or someone trying to smother you or, or, or draw from you more than what you're willing to give. So here's some examples of ways in which uh, you may feel triggered. And if any of those are feeling um, familiar, if any of those are kind of lighting you up, then I'd love to know you can press star two if you're listening on the phone. Uh, or if you're listening on the webcast, and I will uh, love to hear from you if, you if any of those in particular kind of uh, resonate. So then this is just a snapshot of possibilities, right? There's, there's all sorts of, um, there's millions of permutations and combinations. So in addition to the triggers themselves, there's also scenarios which make us more vulnerable to being emotionally triggered. And here's some really common ones that I find for me and with my clients. If I'm hungry, I'm more likely to be emotionally triggered. If I'm tired, if I'm stressed, depressed, anxious, if I'm PMSing, you know, these sorts of situations, if I'm in that mind space, if we're in that space, then we're more sensitive to being emotionally triggered. And this is why self-care is key. Yeah, This is why really nourishing and supporting ourselves is key. So it keeps us out of those hyper-vulnerable situations to being emotionally triggered. So in an effort to avoid being triggered, because you know we're designed to avoid discomfort, that's, that's how the human mind works. It's designed to keep us, uh, to try and draw us away from discomfort and keep us in comfort. That's what emotional triggers can do. So in, a, in, in an effort to avoid these triggers, we can sometimes actually avoid the situations where we will be triggered. 
So in situations where you know you're going to get pissed off, in situations where you know you can get needy, where you can become a people pleaser, uh, where you can shut down or withdraw from another person, um, in situations where you know you're going to get into blame, or in situations where you know you will turn to an addiction. So if you know that you, like emotional eating, maybe another, you know, a couple of glasses of wine, shopping, um, what if you know that you have a, a go-to kind of addiction behavior, all of these situations, if we know these about ourselves, we can sometimes avoid the situation that will trigger us to go into these places. And what I'd like for us to consider today is rather than avoiding the situation, to go into the situation that we know might trigger us with more wisdom and with this skill set so that we can use the trigger for a teacher rather than avoid being triggered in the first place. So I just uh, if you are listening in on the phone again, press star two if you know that sometimes you, you if you understand what your emotional triggers might be and that you sometimes avoid those intentionally so that you avoid those situations intentionally so that you're not triggered. And again, I just want to say it's it's normal and great and cool that you know this about yourself. Like I said, being emotionally triggered means that you're that you that you're in contact in relationship with your emotions. And that's a great place to be. Taking ourselves into places where we are emotionally triggered is actually really useful spiritual work, really useful personal development work. And it's from that place that we can learn more about ourselves and make conscious choices to choose uh, to react differently, to respond in a different way. So that's why today we're talking about the benefits. And, you know, I, I, I was thinking, can I say the joys of being emotionally triggered? But I suspect that while we've got the training wheels on, while we're still getting used to this idea, I'm not going to use the word joy. But let's just talk about the benefits of using, intentionally using your emotional triggers and learning from them rather than trying to avoid them. You know, and, and, and in avoiding being emotionally triggered, that's just taking us further away from our authentic self. That's, that's going to make trouble for us in the future. Avoiding a difficult situation because you know you're going to be emotionally triggered creates ripples on the pond that you're going to have to work with later on. So today is all about leaning in, embracing those situations that you know will cause you to be emotionally triggered and using this four-step process to work with the trigger in the moment to learn from it and make better choices. So that brings us, of course, to this four-step process that I mentioned right back at the beginning. And I'm going to go through that with you now. So the first step is, um, is it, what we need to do first is really this is a pre this is a pre step if you like to the four step process. So first off, we need to recognise that the trigger is happening at all. So for example, when I'm riding home last night on my bike, I was raging for you know like 300 metres up that hill before I finally went oh I'm I'm being emotionally triggered by this weather. Now I can make a conscious choice. You know, I didn't just, that didn't happen straight away. And as we, be, as we start to use this process and as we become more mindful about conducting ourselves in more aligned and aware fashions, it does take time. This is not going to be instant straight off the bat, but it will become instant over time as you become more sensitive to your own emotional response. So the pre-step, before we can implement this four-step process, we need to recognize in the first place that, oh, I am emotionally reacting. That I that I need to that I that this emotional trigger is happening to me in this moment, and then so that you know that you can ap apply the four step process. So here's the steps to make that shift. Once you have that moment of up ah, light bulb, I'm being emotionally triggered. So rather than flying off the handle at your husband because he hasn't taken the garbage out, I know that's a stereotypical example, but you know what I mean. You catch yourself just before flying off the handle and go, ha ha. Emotional trigger coming on, here's what I'm going to do to use this in a more mindful way. Step one is to really make, just very simply to make some energetic space. So rather than being right up close and personal with whatever that drama is, to take an energetic step back, right? So this is really to do with the limbic system. So the part of our brain where that, that is con in control of um, the fight or flight response. So it's in control of that kind of, it's the, it's, it's, it's the, um, 
it's the it's the part of the brain that we you know people call it the lizard brain because it's really um uh it's kind of the basic responses to things it's in charge of fight flight feeding fear freezing up and fornication so you know they're the, they're the f's of the lizard brain let me tell you them again fight flight feeding fear freezing up or fornication so in the in, in the moment of an emotional response in emotion in the moment of being emotionally triggered that's the limbic system or the lizard brain um throwing you into that sort of response that sort of emotional mood response and in order to stay out of this space in order to stop us going straight into fight flight feeding fear freezing up or fornication we need to make this energetic space and the easiest way to do that, the easiest way to stay in mindfulness rather than emotional response is pranayama, is yogic breathing. And this is as simple as taking deep, full breath. Even just three breaths uh, will create so much energetic space. It will give you the um, insight, will give you the perspective to make a better choice in that moment. So I know this sounds really, really simple, and it is. And yet we don't do it all of the time. So it, this is not rocket science, the idea of taking three deep breaths. Um, and it is a total game changer once you em employ it. So once we recognize, oh, shit, I'm being emotionally triggered, pause, make some energetic space. Step one, make some energetic space to get out of that lizard brain response, to get out of that fight or flight, I'm going to get you because you're trying to get me stuff. And take three deep breaths. Pranayama, classic yogic uh, technique to make some some perspective, to give yourself some perspective to make better choices. Step number two is to get curious about what's going on. So we can, as women on uh, committed to personal development work, we can sometimes get critical or judge ourselves for not uh, making the advancements or the um, evolutions that we would truly desire. So in that moment that you recognize you're being emo emotionally triggered and you go, ha, take three deep breaths, the next is to come at the situation with a sense of curiosity rather than judgment. You know, denying feelings or, or, or intentionally escalating them, it's not useful. It doesn't serve us. The better answer is to sort of get curious and notice what's going on and then, you know, to really get comfortable with the fact that you've had an emotional response. So apply a questioning mind rather than a critical mind to the situation. So just noticing as they arise, so in that moment you've taken three deep breaths, notice what the feeling is. Get curious about it. Feel into it. There's, you know, Don't try and push it away or avoid it or squash it. And don't try and amp it up either. There's no point in artificially kind of manufacturing an emotional response. So say, for example, someone triggers you in a positive way, just being present with what that emotion is, getting curious about what that feels like rather than sort of hamming it up and, and feeling that you need to respond in a certain way. And that just takes us into codependency or people-pleasing. When we get curious about what the situation is, when we get curious about what our emotional response is, that's when we're really willing to learn from it. That's when we can make really healthy choices about um, about really healthy choices based on our own personal emotional response. So step number two is to get curious. What is it that I feel here? What's going on for me in this moment? And I would encourage you to take it beyond just the what is it that I feel here with my brain, right? I would really encourage you, particularly if you know that you're a woman who gets stressed out, maybe you have, you know, stressed out in the home life, stressed out at work. If you know that you can be a little bit trapped in the mind, we're having a parrot break. I don't know if you can hear all of those cockatoos. Wow, so one of the benefits of benefits joys living in the country, you get <laughs> flocks of parrots in the morning. You know, if you if you know that you tend to get brain driven, I would encourage you to get curious about your emotional response in an embodied way. And what I mean by that is by feeling into where does this emotion where does this emotion come up for me in my physical body? You know, embodiment is 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 the the pure joy of being alive. Having a physical body, yoga teaches us this. Having a physical body is a way that we get to experience the divine. It's a way that we get to really live out um, and learn and, and celebrate the fullness of life. 
And yet in modern society, we can be so distanced from that embodied experience. We can be so caught up in the brain that we forget to have the lusciousness that comes with being embodied and to take wisdom from what we from the teachings that our body gives us. So if I think if we use the example of me getting pissed off writing home last night, I had that moment when I went, oh shit, I'm having an emotional response right now. So I could just take a brief pause to make that energetic space. Then I got curious about that. What is it in this situation? What's going on for me? How do I feel? I feel angry. I feel tired. And I feel it in my shoulders. I feel it in my arms and my hands as I grip the handlebars of my bike. My shoulders are, you know, up around my ears as I'm riding home, building up from my emotional response. I'm building up all of this tension in my shoulder girdle, in my arms and my hands. So step number three is to embrace that teaching, to go, wow, this is interesting. I've done the curious part. This is interesting. And now what can I learn from this? moment what can I instantly learn about myself and to make a change so again coming back to the idea of me riding on the bike I instantly recognize that I'm building in I'm building up tension here I'm making myself more stressed I'm holding all of this stuff in my arms and my shoulders and the teaching for me is to let go and understand that it's okay I've got another kilometer to go and I'm at home there's no need to have this I'm, I'm going to choose not to have this emotional response because it's actually no big deal. So I could let go. I could ease back on the on the white knuckles on the handlebars. I could breathe back into my shoulders, take my the, my shoulders away from my ears, and relax. And in fact, be playful and enjoy the rest of that ride home because it was kind of fun, really, riding home in that gusty spring wind. So embrace the teaching is step number three. What can I learn from this experience? What does it show me about myself? What do I know now that I can do to make this situation better or more healthy for me? And then step number four is to be grateful for the trigger in the first place. So again, coming back to this idea of being critical or judging of ourselves, really not useful. The idea of expressing gratitude, I'm not suggesting that we be all Pollyanna about this and say, oh my goodness, I'm so... I'm so grateful that someone just treated me like shit because it makes me be a better person. Or I'm so, you know, I'm so much better off now that he dumped me by text because now I can be more spiritual. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying we should ham it up or fake it. I mean, that's that. Like I said, that just makes more ripples on the pond that you have to deal with later. Rather, expressing gratitude for the moment and expressing gratitude for our own pause and insight in using these four steps in the first place. What that does is it creates a positive response to the emotional trigger. It's going to make it easier next time. It's going to help this process just become intuitive, instinctive, so that you don't have to be quite so mechanical about using it. And so, and, and just being grateful that you've taken that moment to make the energetic space, to get curious, to embrace the teaching. That's, that's what the final step really just helps you understand that you've done a good thing, that you have deepened your own practice and that you have at, uh, undoubtedly that you in the situation, if you're in an emotional trigger situation with someone else, that you're um, you know, de-escalating that situation for them as well. That in, in showing up in this way, in a more grounded way, having employed the previous three steps, you're actually being... Um, more compassionate, more present for the person that you're in that relationship, in that emotional exchange with. So let me just check over. That's kind of the four-step process. Uh, if you do have any questions, if you're listening in on the phone, you can press star two and I will uh, I will uh, pick up the pick up the call there. No, no one. Everybody's always very shy on these podcasts. <laughs> All right, let me go through those steps one more time in case you're taking notes. So before we get started with the steps in the first place, we need to become present, right? We need to just recognize that this situation is arising at all. Once we recognize that we're being emotionally triggered, the first one is to make some space, energetically make some space. The second step is to embrace the teaching. Oh, sorry, the second step is to get curious. What's going on here? Well, how am I, what am I doing? How am I showing up without judgment? or criticism, shame, without any of that, just 
with a non-judging, open, beginner's mind, getting curious about what it is, how, how you're feeling, and particularly how you're feeling in your body, physical body. Step three is to embrace the teaching. Okay, this is how I'm feeling. This is how I'm about to react. What can I learn here to change the situation? What can I learn here about myself to make modifications, to approach this with greater compassion and greater awareness, to approach this in greater alignment with my authentic self? And then the final step is to be grateful that you employed those three steps and to be grateful that you responded in a different way, expressing gratitude for the way in which you approached an emotional trigger situation. Now, this sounds contrived at the beginning, um, but it all happens in an instant, really. The three deep breaths and then the reframing, the curiosity, the change in response and the gratitude, it happens in the moment. And as you become used to employing these four steps, it becomes rote. It's not something that you have to go, oh, remember I listened to that podcast? What do I do next? Oh, yeah, you know, <laughs> you don't have to write it down on your palm. Um, it just becomes the way that you exist in the world. And it means that you, when an emotional trigger happens, you'll be more present and you'll conduct yourself in a way that you feel better about. And you'll conduct yourself in a way that is more conducive to the situation. Yeah, <laughs> I had another point then, but it vanished. So, you know, that's the that, that's the main content that I really desired to share with you today. Um, and if, as I said, if you do have any questions, you can you can press star two to raise your hand. I, I don't think we have any questions at this point. Let me just do one final check. So that takes us into the second part of the podcast, which is really about taking any um, coaching calls. Uh, if you have anything in particular that you're working on at the moment that you would like my help with, um, I'm very available to to take those. Um, and again, you can press star two uh, to to raise your hand so that I know that you have something that you'd like me to help you with. And uh, I've had a couple of women um, have sent in some things during the week that they would like to talk through. And I also just wanted to do some shout outs to some women who have been emailing me during the week as well. So um, uh, Naveen wanted to say hello to you. Naveen is looking to uh, feel more, feel happier, feel appreciated. And, and she's written in that she wants people to put in the, in the effort in maintaining relationships with her. So Naveen, I would really suggest that you um, maybe even listen again to this podcast and do some reframing around those desires. Absolutely legitimate desires. Everybody wants to feel happy and appreciated. It's a, it's a really basic human need. And, and we want people to, we desire the people that we're in relationship with to value us. The interesting part of all of that, of course, is that we only have control over our side of that equation. You know, if, if it's X plus Y equals Z, we only have control over the X part. And so if we flip that, how can you generate more happiness for yourself? How can you feel um, how can you appreciate yourself more? And how can you show up in relationships that um, are meaningful? So, you know, just looking at these emotional triggers, if the, there's a couple of things going on here. I want to feel appreciated. Well, what does that look like? And how can you achieve that for yourself? Because really that's the only part that you can control. And about putting, about other people putting in relationships to be more meaningful for you, well, a couple of things here. Firstly, are you surrounding yourself with people who are resonating at your sort of frequency? So are you intentionally being in relationship with people that make you feel good? You know, we have a choice. I don't know. I don't want to be flippant about it because um, particularly with family members, that's a really big deal. It's not just something that we can cover off in a minute at the end of a, you know, a weekly podcast. But it is something to begin to consider, to see the idea that are you making great choices about who it is that you're surrounding yourself with. And that might not mean dismissing people carte blanche. You know, it might not be about um, letting go of relationships completely, but it might be about being more selective about when you engage with people. So if we come back to the idea at the very beginning when I talked about when we're more vulnerable to being emotionally triggered, when we're hungry, tired, stressed out, PMSing, or, you know, these sort of situations where we're more vulnerable to being emotionally triggered, maybe at those times, it's better if you don't spend time with people that uh, you feel aren't putting in the effort that you desire in those relationships. Having said that, there's also lots of juice, lots of nectar, lots of benefit 
in intentionally being with those people because it gives you so much space to practice. It gives you so many opportunities to work with your own emotional triggers. And I know that gets tired and we don't always want to be pushing that rock up the mountain. But knowing that being in uh, situations of adversity, and let's start out with small ones, do give us the opportunity to practice. My yoga tradition uh, comes from the tantras, which is a school of thought that uh, is designed, it's a religion, was a religion designed for people who are living in the world. So recognizing that being with other people, there is so much spiritual work, personal development work that can be done just by coexisting with people. And, you know, you could argue that, that it is easier to be an enlightened being. It is easier to walk a spiritual path by being alone in a cave somewhere, because who's going to show up to emotionally trigger you if you're, you know, tucked away in a cave. Try raising three kids and working two jobs and trying to study part-time. And I mean, that's where the juice is, right? That's where you get to practice. Um, that's where you get to do deep spiritual work. My coach says that if you want to do deep spiritual work, start your own business, you know. <laughs> so if there's any entrepreneurs listening in, you know it, right? Um, as if there aren't some emotional triggers in all of that. So just know that if you do find, Naveen, if you do find yourself in difficult situations with other people, I don't want to be trite or flippant, but there is benefit there. There is opportunity for you to refine your own approach to things. There is um, opportunity for you to show up in a more authentic and compassionate way. There is lots of opportunity for you to use this four-step process and be more mindful of your own emotional triggers and respond to them in a more mindful way. Uh, so I also wanted to say hello to Nina, who is working with um, holding on in relationships, non-hoarding and, and uh, of feelings in relationships and being able to let those go, have more fun uh, and let go of expectation. I think Nina as well, this four-step process will help you there, at least in the as a starting point, give you a tool to start to do that more fully. Um, Amal, I want to give you a special shout out, uh, listening in from Dubai. I'm really looking forward to working with you. We're going to have um, huge success and take you from where you are right now back to where you truly desire to be. So um, thinking of you, sweetheart, and uh, wanted to say a special hello. Um, Ray from New Zealand, uh, Ray wrote in to say that she is looking to, she wants to learn how to focus on herself more fully, that she's got a very busy life uh, and, and she wants to be able to celebrate who she is and to unwind Ray, that's a, such a worthy endeavor, and I'm super excited that, that you've joined our community because there's lots of uh, encouragement from me for sure and definitely from the other women, particularly if you've signed up to the virtual retreats and if you've joined the uh, Women's Virtual Retreats Facebook group. Uh, lots of support there, like 200 women that are in a similar situation to you, really looking to support themselves. Um, in that way, help them to celebrate who they am and to unwind. So there's lots of sisters here that will support you in that. Uh, and there's also, you know, there's tools, there's lots of podcasts on that topic that you can download for free uh, on my web page to get you started. And then there's, um, you know, paid programs like the Self-Care Starter Kit that's a home study course. You can download that. Um, it's going to totally uh, walk you through the process of, of exactly what it is that you're working on. Um, so, you know, there's lots of support here for you, Ray. Uh, and I'm so 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 excited that you've joined us. Um, and I'm really excited for your your journey. It just makes me nostalgic for my own journey when I was in a place of busyness and undervaluing myself and um, didn't rec even begin to understand the benefits of changing that situation. I, you know, even though I had those desires too, I couldn't understand. I couldn't fathom at that time how miraculous the change would be once I made made that shift. So I'm really excited for you, Ray. And another shout out to uh, Rebecca from Dubai, who is looking to change the way she feels about herself to accept and love who she is and believe in herself and her capabilities. Rebecca, so excited to have you join us. Um, again, there you're in good company, sister. This is not, you know, you're not Robinson Crusoe here. There are other, many other women, uh, myself included, of course. I mean, it's not like we're always walking around in a, in a self-love bubble. Um, so welcome and um, just know that you're in great energetic community, that all of the women listening in on this call are holding space for you, that we see you without even getting to speak to you, that we see you and that we know that you are a woman worthy of love 
absolutely worthy of feeling good about yourself. And again, I'm excited about your journey and, and sharing that with you. So it doesn't appear that anybody is going to jump on the phone uh, with me. If you do if you have a question or, uh, or would like some support, you can press star two and I will unmute your line. But otherwise, uh, if there aren't any questions, I'll just remind everybody that if you are interested in talking with me about private coaching, about working with me one-on-one, I would love to hear from you. You can book a complimentary discovery call, which is just an opportunity for us to see if we're a good fit, um, to talk about what coaching is, if you haven't had coaching in the past, uh, what working with me looks like. Uh, You can ask me any questions. I can ask you some questions, get a sense of, you know, uh, am I the best coach for you? Uh, If you'd like to book one of those calls, you can hit the button on the webcast page which says work with me or you can visit amymcdonald.com.au forward slash coaching and there's a bunch of information there as well as a link to my diary uh, so you can book in your discovery call. All right, ladies, that seems to be us for today. Um, just, again, welcome to all of the women who this is your first time joining us. We have these calls um every week on a different topic every week and you can find out what the topic of the week is by visiting amymcdonald.com.au forward slash podcast podcasts uh, and I always post up there what the next topic will be if there's something in particular that you would like me to cover if there's something that you're specifically working on uh, please email me I'll be more than happy for us to um, you know tailor a podcast specifically to whatever it is that might be of greatest service to you. That would give me a thrill, in fact. So don't be a stranger. Uh, my email is amy at amymcdonald.com.au or you could PM me on Facebook. Um, love to hear from you. All right, so that's the housekeeping done. Let's come back to the, uh, let's come back to the closing circle. Let's come back to this idea of, of completing the energetic container that we've created here. So again, if it's safe for you to do so, coming to a point of stillness, and uh, making contact with the earth, so pressing the feet down if you're sitting in a chair or standing up, relaxing the sitting bones if you're sitting on the floor. If it's safe, close your eyes and coming back to this pranayama, simple, deep, equal inhalation, exhalation. Recognizing that you've just made a really valuable investment in your own well-being that you now have a very simple portable transferable tool that you can use when you feel emotionally triggered knowing that you have a choice in how you react in any situation knowing that with practice this will become your innate reaction to emotional triggers over time, over a short period of time, I suggest, making space, becoming curious, embracing the teaching and expressing gratitude will be how you respond naturally in any time you feel that you may be emotionally triggered. And in, in, and in expressing yourself in this way, in employing these steps in this way, You'll bring a sense of groundedness to the situation. You'll bring a subtle wisdom to the situation and you'll bring greater integrity to the situation, which means that you'll feel better about how you show up in times of stress, in times of, uh, you know, heightened emotions, in times of dramaville that happens inevitably in life. Recognize and express gratitude for yourself to taking this time out in busy life, making this investment in yourself. Thank you so much for showing up, being present with me here today. It's been wonderful having you on the call. I look forward to uh, speaking with you again next week. Next week will be one day later, shifting the days. So I look forward to speaking with you then. And until then, have a fabulous, fabulous week. Like I said, sound recording, not great, but hope it was valuable anyway. Hey, don't you love the way that I called it a podcast? I had no business calling that thing a podcast. What it was, was like we were all sitting on the phone together, 
<laughs> it was fun, but honey, it wasn't a podcast. What do they say? Like, fake it till you make it. <laughs> that was a podcast in 2015, four years ago. So before I finish up uh, for today, everybody, my loving invitation is for you to do something similar in your own business. You know, I really believe that one of the ways as modern business owners, particularly business owners who are doing something that we feel called to do as part of our spiritual service, sharing powerful, free, useful content with our community is one of the things that not only do we need to do to be prosperous in business, but also I believe it's a way of giving back. And as I always say, whether or not someone ever buys anything from me ever, I hope that when I do things like this, like my podcast, that I can help someone somewhere. And I'm sure the same is true for you as well. But here's the thing. You could go cray cray generating new stuff all the time when in fact you probably have, like I do, a whole bunch of really useful material that you can in fact share across different platforms. So while you may not have been podcasting since 2012, hang on, let me rephrase. Well, you may not have been doing an audio training for 45 minutes every week since 2012, because like we said, Amy, that ain't no podcast. You probably, chances are, you probably have some really powerful material that could use another run. You know, you taught a Facebook Live Nadi Shodana two years ago. Guess what? Someone needs that tomorrow. Or if you recorded the start of your class three years ago when you were chanting, someone needs that now. Or if last week you played a bit of kirtan because you're practicing getting better at harmonium, you could repost that on Instagram. As I was saying with the women in my Keep Growing Mastermind this, this week, what do you got already that someone either needs to rehear or hear for the first time? How can you be in service by offering quality free content using things that you have already created? My challenge today, this is my Hashtag repurpose challenge. What do you got and how could you share it in a different way so that one, new people can discover you and come along to your offerings or two, your devoted fans, followers and students can get another dose of that medicine that was so powerful the first or the second time that they received it. If you have a great idea, if you want to celebrate your success, if you decide to launch a YouTube channel with your Facebook lives, or you want to post old videos that you did for a course back onto Facebook, if you're doing something of this nature, if you want to go for my hashtag repurpose challenge, do hit me up on Insta and celebrate your success. Let me celebrate your success back. Just message me at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. I love hearing from you all. Have a great week, everybody, and I'll speak with you all again super soon. So there you have it, folks, another edition of the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. Hey, favor to ask. If you found the content useful, I would be very grateful if you could support this podcast by giving me a five-star rating. And if you've got a moment, a review would be super cool. No pressure, of course. Like I said earlier, if you have any suggestions for podcast topics in the future, I would love to be in service. DM me on Instagram at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. Take deep care.